Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. And uh, Matt Sorice is our master ceremonies, helping us with the timing and tempo of the show, making sure we're on track, taking your calls, 860-522-9842. Funny story, I was supposed to, I I was dealing with, toying with, considering the idea of um, flying early this morning to Tulsa, Oklahoma, we have a car in the uh, the Chili Bowl race, Spirit of Speedway car, and um, today is the it's the heat qualifying heat day for that for that car. These are it's just an amazing thing. They they race all week long, four three hundred and sixty some odd cars all racing toward the final on Saturday and elimination and different kinds of things. Anyway, I was I was considering leaving this morning, and then decided not to go. And boy, am I glad. Am I glad. What are we you're talking? Thousands of flights delayed or canceled? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you got to wonder why is this stuff happening? I mean, what? Southwest had a big glitch a few weeks ago. Hundreds of flights canceled. Thousands of people stranded. I mean, just um, crazy. Crazy, right? So that's what's happening. Uh, hey, 935, we're going to talk to Don Pesci, uh, Connecticut Commentary. Uh, Red Notes, Blue State. So we got, I, I haven't talked down in a while, so I'm looking forward to t- t- tuning in with what he's got to say. Um, but this is um, this is a weird problem. It's um, real-time restrictions to pilots, and it's known as Notice to Air Missions, NOTAM, um, experiencing an outage that is impacting the update of NOTAM. So, I mean, it's good to know other planes need to know where you are, and they need to know who, who else is around, right? Well, that's the whole system. FAA is restore, working to restore the notice-to-air missions system. We're uh, performing final validation checks and repopulating the system now. And, of course, you heard Morgan Cunningham tell us that we're, flight's being restored uh, gradually. But um, computer failure at the FAA, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, you get less and less confident about 
air travel with the way the airlines are handling things and the FAA and sounds like we need a big computer upgrade system. I don't know. Instead of spending money on who knows what, we should spend money on upgrading the FAA computer system. Hey, it's 9-11. Let's take a moment and gather our thoughts, shall we? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for another day of life. Thank you for a beautiful creation that we get to enjoy. Thank you for uh, your blessing, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your your patience. Patience on the order of the day. All the folks that are stranded, help them be, be patient, not the not the fault of the airline employees. So uh, get, let them uh, give everybody a pass today. Take a deep breath. Could be worse. You'll get to where you're going. It's going to be a, 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 a tension-filled day for sure. But we thank you. We thank you for all the blessings in life, our family, our friends. We thank you for the folks that do serve us. And high on that list are law enforcement officers, firefighters. Pray for them, protection, safety. Pray for their families, EMT operators. Of course, all of the men and women in our armed forces, we pray for blessing on them and protection, their families. Thank you for our veterans. And uh, God, we just pray there'd be some some clarity in our, our leadership and some clarity in the politics that we're experiencing. Um, just unbelievable things that pop up and, and we scratch our heads and wonder what's going on. And of course, none of this catches you by surprise, it may catch us by surprise. So God, we look for clarity. We look for, for consistency, uniformity. We look for leaders with uh, integrity, honesty. Uh, look for people who, who will lead not based on their, Oh, political party desire, special interest groups, but with the heart of the people, people that they serve at uh, at mine. So thank you. Thanks for being on air today. Thanks for the freedom of this. Thanks, WTIC. And uh, we give you thanks and praise in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Uh, amens may be submitted via social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Same handle, all four accounts, at Will Marotti. Also, you may email me at wilmarotti at yahoo.com, 860-522-9842. Um, yeah, so I'm glad I didn't go to Tulsa today. I got a feeling we'd be delayed because, you know, we, we would have gone through, um, we couldn't even get a direct from Hartford to Tulsa. We would have gone through either Philadelphia, uh, I think Newark was a potential, and, and of course, Newark was one of the places that was completely grounded. Because, you know, there's a domino effect. So even if your flight was okay technically, um, other flights canceled and delayed have all have all pushed everything around. So everybody's going to be in a mess today. So I am glad. I am glad we did not uh, venture out today because, uh, you know, I wanted to see Daniel Whitley run, run his, 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 his heats tonight. I wanted to see it, but... I don't want to waste the whole day traveling either. So um, we'll see. Maybe it makes the final Saturday. We'll see. Um, big, uh, big, uh, you know, a lot of noise yesterday about the cannabis kickoff, the uh, legal selling of, of marijuana for recreational purposes. And I guess, I don't know, it's hard to say. At the place we talked about yesterday morning on Whaley Avenue, the Affinity Health and Wellness Center, um, it, it was sluggish. It was sluggish. There was not a lot of people there. Tops, tops throughout the day. Maybe there was 50 people in line, which was way, you know, had, they had five police officers there. So I think they're a little over, overstaffing. I don't want to say overkill. Uh, a little staffing problem there. Um, you know, but there was, at the, in the afternoon, two or three people. I mean, it just wasn't a big, 
<clears throat> just wasn't a big deal. And the first person in line, I know this is something to be proud of, share with your grandkids. First person in line was uh, Tony Negron. He became New Haven's first fully legal recreational weed customer. There's quite a history here. 40-year-old remembering his first joint with his boys at 12 years old and then eating a, a box of mac and cheese. 12 years old. Yeah, that's what you want to share with the kids. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, oh, God. Oh, help me. Help me, Jesus. There, not everybody was happy about this, by the way. Some people thought it was a ripoff. Rick Woods scoffed at the prices. Talked about when he was growing weed in Maine over the past 40 years using rabbit and alligator dung to fertilize his products. That's somebody said I had to change the wording there, my, my quick editing ability as I'm a broadcast professional. Some of which he grows in lava rock-based hydroponic systems. It's good. Constant watering. It's good. Uh, combating spider mites who invaded his harvest. He said he was curious to see what kind of strains, hybrids, and bunk weeds were in the retailer's menu. He recognized he wouldn't be able to get that information. Legalization just means you manipulate the plant, Rick Wood said. They roll it, they churn it, they trim it. You get a pretty good-looking bud, but then you're left with seven grams of this dung with no THC in it. And he was very upset about the prices. Now, other uh, the, the hero of the story, Mr. Negron, left uh, with $70. Uh, uh, he spent $70 that he uh, uh, invested at the uh, dispensary with an eighth of an ounce of cannabis flour in a smell-proof container. <laughs> oh, boy. Light them up, boys. Light them up. Hey, let's go to first call of the day. Brought to you by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to the Southern Command. Rudy, what's going on, bro? Hey, good morning, Pastor Will. Um, did you happen to see Joy Reid and Byron Donalds, who I now refer to as Byron McDonalds because he caved to McCarthy? You know what? I honestly, I saw the headline. I just didn't have time to click on the link. So, no, I, I knew that it happened. I, so, I, I wasn't there. No, didn't see it. I watched it, and I was like, this sounds just like your Hannity interview. Hannity, by the way, had all of them on last night. But, I, I mean, I got rid of All of who? All of who? Oh, who? Who do you on? Donald, McCarthy, and I forgot the two others that he had there. And they did okay. a round, like a little round, round table. Like yeah. he sat in a chair and they sat in front of him like a classroom. <laughs> but since you had all that controversy, I went back to YouTube and I looked yeah. at the interview with Bobber. Bo uh, Bo yeah. yeah. Um, he was just as rude as Joy Reid. Oh, but he, he is. He, he is. He's that's his. That's, he's a bully. He never got that's a why I don't watch him anymore. Sentence. So and how? how what? Joy Reid went after him. But Sean Hannity did the same thing to Bobert. Neither one of them got to finish a sentence. Joy Reid accused Donalds of um, canceling Social Security and that they wanted <laughs> to go back to their privatization uh, deal. And he goes, "Well, it was first brought up in 2006." Yeah. under George Bush. Yeah. And if you look at the S&P 500 growth from 2006 yeah, to well, now, there would be more money in the, more. and she cut him off. 
Yeah. And then he said, we're going to be, it's going to be insolvent in 2035. She cut him off. Well, I wonder like why she wasn't concerned could... how we, she was treating a person of color on her program. Well. Doesn't that matter? Where'd Joy Reid come from? Wasn't she on the five, uh, the, the view? The view. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Byron Donald's or Byron McDonald's, I should yeah, say yeah. his wife is white. Yeah, I, I knew that, but I'm just saying, you know, Joy Reid, you know, she, she's, she's just a whack job. She is just a real inconsistent, wacky person. But Well, know. people are calling, telling him he has a snowflake wife as a rude way of saying he's Are like, you kidding me? A snowflake? Yeah. Gosh, these people are racist, Rudy. Oh. That's racism. Hey, his son made all Southwest Florida as a football player. And guess I where know. he plays right now? Where? Holy Cross. <laughs> He's a defensive lineman, Damon Do- Donald. Yeah, but yeah. all I'm saying is neither interview yeah. did the host, Hannity or Reed. Well, again, I wasn't get... defending Hannity, but I just felt like like Lauren Bulbert was just, again, over the top. I felt like, look, listen, if if the guest isn't going to work with you, then I think you, you it, it doesn't it doesn't serve you well to to return the same fire. You know, I mean, but just chill, take a breath. You know, wait, bait. wait until he there's a break. In her and she didn't take the bait. That's all I saw. And mm. when she tried to answer a question her way, she couldn't do it. And it's mm. funny because in the same YouTube clip, the next one was the next day. They were back mm. on. She was mm. on with another congressman. I can't remember who now, mm. but uh, they all acted like they were best friends and nothing ever happened. Well, you know, it was the heat of the moment. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to share a couple of stories when we get off here that exactly why I wanted a speaker thing to happen and get done. Because, I gotta, because what, now I the house is doing its that, business. People that watch Fox News, I keep seeing this on Twitter. I don't support Fox News. I don't watch Fox News, but I do watch Tucker. Well, Tucker's the highest earning endorsements on that channel. Yeah, yeah. And you're keeping Fox News around by watching Tucker. Oh, Tucker's the big dog on the street for Fox. There's no question about it. Yeah, but if you're going to boycott Fox News but just watch Tucker, you're keeping them on life support. Well, I'm not boycotting Fox News, but I I do watch Newsmax a lot more. People are out there on social media saying they refuse to watch Fox News except for Tucker. Then they go to Newsmax and... uh, yeah. One America Network. And no, I, I like, watch but, Tucker. I watch Jesse. I watch Laura. I haven't watched Hannity consistently for years because I just don't like the guy. But I've been uh, watching Newsmax more and more. I got in my car yesterday and I still had the station on that he, yeah. he's on. Yeah. And I had to switch it. Yeah. I had to switch yeah, he's, it so he's quick. Just, I just a blowhard. His voice, I just want to punch him in the face when I hear him. <laughs> well, let me let me share these articles and it's exactly why. I wanted, I wanted, and I, again, I'm glad the Freedom, Freedom Caucus got the rules changed, the rule changes done. I'm glad all that's, I'm true, but I'm glad we're actually doing business now because the Congress is going to cause some problems for Democrats, the, the houses, and I'm looking forward to it. Rudy, thanks for your call. All right, let's take a quick break, come back. I've got a couple stories I want to share, at least get into just briefly, and then we'll have Don Pesci on, and uh, we're going to talk about college and university. That, that you, you don't want to miss, it's going to be a great conversation. Stay with us. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. So, um, I thought the um, I thought the selection of the speaker was um, interesting. Um, I know 
nobody likes Kevin McCarthy. I also know nobody else wanted the job. And um, the person who would have been best suited for the job absolutely did not want it. In fact, that was Jim Jordan. He nominated McCarthy. I'm glad they held out for four or five days. I'm glad they got rules changed. I'm glad of all that. But I'm glad it's over, and here's why. Because now the Republican-led House can start doing what it's supposed to do, which is going after the criminals in the White House and, and other parts of Washington. So first of all, this is from townhall.com. House establishes new committee to investigate weaponization of federal government. The uh, select subcommittee is authorized to direct a full and complete investigation to study no later than January 2nd, 2025, issue a final report to the House and its findings, which is way too long. I think it should be sooner than that, but it it, take a year to do this. I don't think so. The expansive role of Article II authority vested in the executive branch to collect information on otherwise or otherwise investigate citizens of the United States, including ongoing criminal investigations. This all has to do with the FBI raiding homes. This all has to do with the IRS. This all has to do with the Department of Justice in general. We need to find out who's, who's making these decisions and why are these people attacking people they disagree with. This is not communist China. And it shouldn't. And this is what this committee will do. But I didn't expect this. This is another one. Majority of House Democrats join all House Republicans to form a new China Select Committee. I guess this is from uh, Hyder.com, John Sections. I guess there's some issues which cross party lines. I'm actually relieved to see it because there's an issue we really can't afford to be divided on. Today, Republicans and Democrats in the House join forces to form a new Select Committee on China. House Democrats and Republicans on Tuesday voted overwhelmingly in favor of a new committee to examine U.S. strategic competition with China after Kevin, uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy declared on the floor that neither Republicans nor Democrats trust China anymore. Now, you know, I, I get criticized when I say this, China. Obviously, we are not talking about the people the citizens of China. We are talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the government, the ruling, the ruling party in China. That's who we're talking about. I, I saw uh, Bill, Bill Maher do a, a tremendous piece, and I actually forwarded it to a few people, on, on how we get so touchy. Oh, called the China virus. Oh, how racist. How bad is that? We've been naming viruses after locations for over 100 years, and he went through a litany of, of viruses that had been named geographically for where they came from. This is nothing new, but for some reason, for, for some reason, China gets liberals insane. They feel like they have to defend China, and, and they go right to racism. But this isn't about racism. This is about truth, and it's about the Chinese Communist Party. You get, why don't you get that upset, uh, upset about the treatment of the Uyghurs? That, why don't you get more upset about that? And, and, and how these guys voted was interesting because uh, AOC voted against it. But guess who voted in favor of it? That's right. Ilhan Omar. Why? Because she's a big supporter of the against the, uh, uh, the violence and the abuse taken by China against the Uyghur people. And so I'm glad. This is what the House is supposed to be doing. Let them loose. Let them go after these Democrats. Turn them out to fair play. They did it for Republicans. We need to do the same thing back, and this time we'll find the truth. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Don Pesci, Red Notes, Blue State. We'll talk about our, our universities doomed. 
We can only hope we'll break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 937. Um, you know, this whole concept of hundreds of millions of dollars of student debt and, uh, you know, people mortgaging, you know, basically taking out small mortgages to pay for it. And some, some people don't ever receive that kind of return on the investment. What are they studying? What's going on? No free speech at colleges more concerned about promoting transgenderism than they are about teaching the, the, the subjects they're advertising. Um, what, what is, what is the future of, of higher education? I guess is the question. Joining us now on the hotline, the curator of, of uh, Connecticut commentary, Red Notes Blue State. You can find him at donpesci.blogspot.com. The one, the only Don Pesci. Don, welcome. Oh, good to be with you again. Well, Hey, so I this this caught my eye because you started quoting one of my all time favorites, Victor Davis Hanson. Right. Um, and and he and he, I mean, it's kind of gloomy his his prediction that you know universities are going to finally just become irrelevant if if they even exist. Um, but I mean, he makes a good point. I mean, they're they're overpriced. They they're really more concerned with with feelings than education, more concerned with cause than 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 
you know, true history or the subjects that they, they purport to, to be able to be expertise in. Uh, how do you see it? Do you, do you agree with his, his evaluation? No, I think it's. Uh, I think his evaluation is not only uh, is not only uh, brilliant, but uh, absolutely necessary. I wish it were possible, you know, to just uh, pick up that column and deliver it to every uh, college administrator in the uh, United States. But his main point, I think, is that uh, we're replacing uh, a, mero, uh, a meritocracy in in academia with something else. And the something else is a little ambiguous, but we're replacing that, uh, you know, the whole idea that people can rise uh, not only in, uh, not only uh, professors, uh, you know, who teach in academia, but also students, according to, uh, according to uh, a measure that's, uh, according to standards that are measurable. Mm-hmm. So if you eliminate them, what do you have? And uh, what I'm, what I, I picked up a couple of things that he said, just for the benefit of, uh, for the benefit of your hearers. Maybe I should quote a few things that he. Yeah, just go ahead, go right, go right to it. Sure. Yeah. So he says it's ironic, you know, that you, <laughs> that the universities are rushing to erode meritocratic standards because those standards are history's answer to the age-old pre-civilization bane of tribal, racial, class, elite, and insider prejudices and bias that ensure poverty and ruin for all. Boy, that, you know, has a way of, of, of oh, just <laughs> taking a complex subject and, and shoving it, uh, you know, into a single sentence like that. But that's it. Um, so um, he, he, he also says um, during the 1990s, cultures uh, war, you know, universities were, you mentioned this already, universities were warned that chronic tuition hikes, hikes above the rate of inflation were unsustainable. And here's a quote from him. He says, their growing manipulation of blanket federal student loan guarantees and part-time faculty and graduate teaching assistance was always suicidal. Mm-hmm. Left-wing indoctrination, administrative bloat, Obsessions with racial preferences, arcane jargon-filled research, campus-wide intolerance of diverse thought, short-changed students, further alienated the public and often enraged uh, alumni. Hmm. So, and then he mentions uh, the, the, you know, just by way of example, he mentions the administrative bloat at Yale University. Right? This is Yale. This is our uh, one of our premier universities in the state of Connecticut, uh, and he says uh, administrative positions there, you know, have soared over 150 percent in the past two decades, and the number of professors, uh, guess how much they increased, 10 percent. You know, you can't keep up uh, doing this uh, kind of thing uh, that makes uh, college uh, educations uh, <clears throat> so costly, they're out of the reach of the middle class. Yeah. And hope to survive. It's just not going to happen, you know. So, um, you know, but but you know, what I'm saying is, if no measure of you know merit is possible in universities, then you know, advancement's going to be powered by ambiguous considerations. Well, I mean, it's going to be social social scores, right? I mean, are you are are you in favor of of equity? If you're not in favor of equity, you're not going to go anywhere. You have to be. You know, equality of outcome. You know, that's what the, that's what we're worried about. I mean, what's the is there, Don? Um, 
is there a cure for this? And is is it is it is the horse already out of the corral? Is it too late? Will we never live to see it? Is there a cure uh, you for know, this? He, Hansen is saying that the, the alumni for these universities who uh, you know support the universities monetarily mm-hmm. really have to begin to wake up. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to take a look at what's going on in their uh, in their former alma maters and uh, and understand that uh, unless uh, unless some changes are in the offing, some really really reforms are in the offing. Uh, you know, the, these universities are continuing are going to continue to be both expensive and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, is there a bright side to all this stuff? I, mean, I think some people are catching on. You know, some people are catching on. I don't think it's possible to rely on the, the outrage of, uh, of alumni to correct these kinds of problems. They begin... Uh, they begin well. Mm-hmm. The education schools, okay? I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story. Don't know if you know who Paulo Freire was, but he wrote the he wrote a book called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and this is the this is the book that kind of started the whole notion of uh, of a pedagogy of teaching as oppression. Uh, and that was back in ooh, was it back in ni- in 1969. He was offered a visiting professorship at Harvard uh, uh, Uni- Harvard University, mm-hmm. and his book still right now his book is still I think the third most popular book uh, in uh, in sociology in, soci- in the sociolo- sociological discipline. Mm-hmm. So. This is a guy who's arguing that the very nature of teaching itself is a form of oppression, you know? Hmm. And, uh, and his, his book is used, his book was used when I was, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, at uh, a university here in Connecticut trying to upgrade my certification from elementary to, uh, uh, you know, to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, his book was being taught in education courses right there. So this is, you know, this goes back, oh, 1969 is a long way back. Yeah, yeah. And this goes back a long way. It's been going well, on, funny and on, too. on and on. Uh, I, my, own, my own beef with uh, academia is that it's over-credentialized, you know, so much so that in, in one piece that I wrote a long time ago, I suggested that uh, maybe college education uh, diploma should be given at birth, mm-hmm. you know, to skip the whole thing. Uh, you know, if the only thing that's important is the credential, then you know, just mail out your, you know, mail out your diplomas to newborn babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned uh, Freire as the as the author. He's Brazilian. Yes. So, and right. it's funny what's going on in Brazil a, right now. He was <laughs> a Brazilian communist. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, all, and again, all, all I mean, really you saw things. that liberation theology came out of Central America and, and Southern uh, Southern America. And it, in, it infected the Catholic Church. Uh, the current Pope is, I think, really an adherent to liberation theology, and and it's all it's all socialism. It's all it's all the, the gospels all only about poor people. You know, it's just it's kind of crazy. I remember when Pope John Paul II visited the United States. He made a stop uh, at. Uh, at uh, oh, I think it was uh, I'm pretty sure it was I don't know if it was Cuba or Nicaragua someplace like that, and uh, there was a famous uh, priest down there who was uh, you know quasi Marxist uh, mm-hmm. socialist uh, uh, 
priest, uh, and he met the Pope at the airport. And I still recall, I still remember. Yeah. Pope got off the plane, walked mm-hmm. over to him. The man knelt down to kiss his ring, and you could see the the Pope waving his finger at this guy, and he was reprimanding. Him, you know? <laughs> so, so, so this was a Pope. This was a Pope that had uh, had in his background uh, in Poland the experience uh, of uh, of having you know a free country overcome by uh, by communists, just like uh, this cardinal uh, he was reprimanding. But you know, there, there. I mean, there's just you know, yeah. In South America, nothing good comes from South America, really. Uh, coffee. Coffee's great. <laughs> but I mean, I, I was, it was curious because when uh, recently, when uh, Pope, Pope Benedict died, the only time we've had two two living popes at the same time in history, um, it said that Pope Benedict had a had a had a strange influence over Pope Francis, who does lean towards liberation theology. And Pope Benedict, it was it was anathema to him, yeah. and so they a lot of people felt Francis held back on some of his true true thoughts and and what he said and didn't say because of uh, out of respect or fear. I don't know what of of Pope Benedict. Now with Benedict out of the picture, we might see a different uh, a different style or a different flavor of Pope Francis. Yeah, well, all the you know the commentaries that are in the obituaries that uh, appeared in newspapers on uh, Cardinal uh, Ratzinger, uh, who was uh, you know the the Pope that withdrew yeah. from the papacy. Uh, all those things were were just a little bit off off center as far as I'm concerned. He was a, he was Pope John Paul's theologian. Yeah, and, and the guy was just masterful theologian, absolutely mm-hmm. masterful. So you're probably right. You know, you could be right. Uh, you know, he could have uh, exercised a moderating influence on mm-hmm. uh, on Pope Francis, who really was a Peronist, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's true. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because um, of of the fact that, that Pope Benedict was so not into liberation theology. That's right, and, and and Francis grew up around it. I mean, that's you know, I mean, that was his. That's where that's that's what he was schooled in. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But back to the universities. I mean, what what what's the? I mean, there's some good places. There's still some good places to go to school. I I, I tell you know, little places like Hillsdale. I think those are those are good places where you can go and and get an honest, true education, void of you know, liberal insanity. Um, but but they're fewer and fewer. I mean, we're you know you think about it too. It's so sad. All the Ivy League schools, the the wonderful schools that we have up here, all those schools were started as seminaries. Sure, that Yale was started as a seminary too. And, yeah. and so, well, Dartmouth, Brown, everyone, every one of them was a seminary, and right. they've all they've all gone to this hard left, you know, progressive socialist uh, kind of environments. It's just it's so bizarre that that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Hillsdale. It's really a magnificent uh, liberal arts uh, school. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, people who want to can uh, actually take their courses online, and uh, some of them are, are just magnificent. They have an outpost now over in Summers. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if uh, most people realize that, but uh, there was uh, the the person who, who started Friendly's Ice Cream. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, like uh, probably a, he died just a couple of years ago, and uh, he made an arrangement with Hillsdale to leave his home, which was an, an yeah, exact yeah, yeah, I read rep- about that. Yes, exact replica of Monticello. 
Yeah, yeah. Hillsdale College, and uh, they had a little problem. They had a little problem getting in there. You know, there was some opposition, but they're there now, and uh, uh, they're doing they're doing a pretty good job. They're doing a pretty good job there. I I like Hillsdale. I think it's a fantastic um, fantastic opportunity. Well, we're going to start. We're already started recommending to our high school students that is an option. Oh, absolutely! And, and for anybody who who's, who you know wants to flee. Uh, flee the kinds of things we've been Hanson is talking about right here, in uh, in major uh, educational institutions. Uh, Hillsdale is a great option. Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, well, you know, this has been going on for so long. I mean, it, it the, the university systems didn't get this way overnight. No, um, unlikely to, to change in our lifetime, certainly. But what what could be a catalyst, Don? What what could be a catalyst? Apart from alumni, you know, as you say, I mean, they'll voice concerns, perhaps, or maybe they're happy about it. We don't know where they stand. But what could be the catalyst that really launches a, a revolution in our universities? Well, right now, the catalyst is uh, is uh, uh, you know women with children in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to begin at the lower grades, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know that's that's where you begin. Now, uh, you know, education at 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 the uh, elementary uh, level and the high school level has deteriorated to such a point that uh, colleges uh, have been forced uh, to uh, hire um, professors that teach. Uh, basic elementary courses, you know, how, how to read, how to write, how to do math. <laughs> yeah. So what has to happen, there are a couple of, there are a lot, lot of things that has to happen. First of all, people have to wake up and, and understand that, that really they're in charge of uh, their own schools through uh, their boards of education. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to begin to uh, protest uh, uh, the, the, the reduction, the severe reduction in, in academic uh, uh, standards in both elementary and, and high school. So that's where it begins. Mm-hmm. The other thing is everybody, it's over-credentialized. Education is over-credentialized, so there really should be no reason why a, a superintendent of schools in a municipality in the state of Connecticut shouldn't be able to hire whoever he wants to hire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to teach his classes. Uh, without teacher, without having to go through the to go through the, um, the, the the terrible ordeal of teacher certification, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's uh, teaching. Teaching it was always a municipal affair. It always was a municipal affair or a private affair. You know, mm-hmm. in the colonial period, uh, people who wanted to get educated hired tutors. Uh, you know, to educate them. Somebody wanting to uh, take bar examinations uh, attached himself uh, to a lawyer who was already at the bar and uh, and learned through some sort of uh, apprentice program uh, how to uh, how to present himself in court. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a thing that's evolved over a long, long period of time. I think the educational schools themselves have to be reformed. I really do think they have to be reformed. Nobody well, I, should be- I agree, I, but I, I also agree, and you make a very valid point, it needs to start in lower lower grades. It really just needs to start in, you know, in, in preschool, that's in right. elementary school. That's right. Um, that's where we've got to somehow convince the conservative kids we do have, the common sense kids we do have, that if they're going to go into teaching, they need to start there, and, right. and they need to start taking back the schools. And and rejecting, rejecting, and I, I I've talked about this, and I I want to try to do it. I want to introduce legislation 
in Connecticut. I, I know it won't go anywhere. There's no chance of passing. But I want to introduce legislation. That if you're introducing gender confusion topics to anybody that's a minor, and particularly without parental consent, it's child abuse and it should be a crime. Yeah. And those are the kind of, I think, really stiff, hard lines we're going to have to take here to push back against this craziness. Yeah, no, I agree with all that stuff. And, uh, you know, people, uh, the, the people most severely impacted uh, by uh, educational institutions that school people but don't educate them, the mm-hmm. people who are most severely impacted by that are people who are poor and uh, living in circumstances where, uh, where uh, perhaps the household is not as uh, strong as it uh, might be. Uh, so in in the inner cities, we're graduate. You know, we're passing through. We're really passing along students through a whole series of grades in urban educational institutions, uh, with without making sure that they can read, write, and do math. Right. Well, I mean, you know who talks about this constantly, and I have, I just had mine yesterday. Is Chris Powell? Chris Powell. That's one. Of, that's one of his hot topic. I mean, when you hit, when you hit this button, you put Chris in orbit. Social promotion. He just, he just goes off about it. That's right. And, and rightly so. And rightly so that we don't even try. We're just we're just pushing these kids through the system. We don't care if they meet the standard. Don't mean the standard. That's why you see what sixty five percent of freshmen needs either uh, remedial math or, or or English training. I mean, come on. We're not right. even trying in some cases. Tell you a little story about Chris Paul. That I don't know if he told his story. I, I think he might have. Uh, but he wrote a column uh, in the Journal Inquirer uh, that tried to answer the question why newspapers were failing in cities. Because, you know, they're always, that's how newspapers began. They began in urban areas. Right. And so he wrote this column and he said, well, you know, we're, you know we have an educational system that passes through students. Uh, uh, just on pass-throughs, and when they emerge from uh, high school, they don't know how to read. So how do you expect to be able to sell (laughs) newspapers to them if they can't read or figure or whatever? So he was was in Asia at the time, I forget which country, and he was reading through a a newspaper, and he he found a a column in in the newspaper that was a severe rebuttal of his whole notion. (laughs) <laughs> he called up the editor of the newspaper and said, "You know, I'm the one. I'm the one who wrote the original piece. Uh, you know, can I can I offer you? Would Would you like something from me in response?" And yeah, he was told, "No, no, no, thanks. You know, just go away. <laughs> <laughs> not not needed, my friend. Not needed at all. Well, what would you expect, right? I mean, it's it's the same reason I I don't get." Uh, you know, we we can invite Richard Blumenthal, Chris Murphy. Doesn't matter. They won't come on the show. No, you know we've invited the governor dozens of times. They, they won't come on. Won't come on. Which well, is the fine. big failing there uh, among uh, Connecticut's uh, Connecticut media is that uh, uh, people who have, who are in speaking terms with those people never ask them hard questions. Well, that's the whole thing because they're afraid they'll lose access. Right. So they just they just softball them every time they come up and just you know phone it in. Anyway, uh, Don, thank you so much. It's a pleasure talking with you and. Um, th- thanks for the article. Appreciate it. Keep writing. Don Pesci.blogspot.com, Connecticut Commentary, Red Notes, Blue State. Thanks, Don. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Will. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a break. A couple commercials. We'll take uh, go to the news, and uh, and then and then we'll be back. Stay with us.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.